watching from Orlando, Florida. Hello, fellow Fl- Floridian. Um, hey. Love the process so much that I'm volunteering at my local rescue. My question is aggression based on fear reversible? First of all, get rid of the fear thing. First of all, you know, it's, all dogs have aggression. Every dog has aggression. Every human has aggression. Okay? Does it come out or not? The, so the reversible is the wrong word. The shelter system is not designed to stop any bad behavior. The dog needs to come out of the shelter for rehab. It's very hard to be consistently successful with rehab in a shelter system. But also the concept of fear, let's forget about fear. Let's get rid of the word fear. Let's just call it aggression. But still, the bottom line is it's hard to rehab any type of aggression in a shelter system. The dog needs to come out, get into a neutral area. It needs to go through a very long process that we, that we have. We've got a very long program for aggression rehab. So start with the ba- your, your, your job there, in my opinion, should be get these dogs to be at least adoptable through basic obedience. But getting a dog to stop aggression in a shelter system, it's a sleight of hand, first of all, because it's going to be most likely handler subjective. The dog will be good with you, but not good with possibly the family it moves to. But also stop with the concept of fearful aggression. It is aggression. Next. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory. Grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. <laughs> hey, everybody. How are you? Jeff hey, Gelman of Solid Canine Training in the wonderful, beautiful, stunning Joelle. How are you, Joelle? I'm somewhat better. Good. Yes. You're good. Yeah. Sorry for the. Sorry, guys. All the, the cancellations are because of me. No, they're not. No, 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 no. No, no, no. They're not just because of you. They're because of life. Yeah. And, you know, because of just stuff has been happening. Our schedule has been all mixed up and around the place. So, but we are here right now to help you. And we've, we did a, we just did a real talk today, actually. We just, we filmed the real talk today. We filmed like six different. Ooh, we never um, did a thumbnail for that. Do a thumbnail. Do, do a thumbnail for that. We just did a bunch of filming today. A lot of filming. Um, did a little bit of pool time. Did a little bit of that. Getting ready for a Greece trip. Getting ready for this coming weekend. Actually, we've got a, a, a big seminar. A reactive uh, dog seminar in Providence, Rhode Island. Tickets are still available. You can go to Jeff Gelman Seminars, jeffgelmanseminars.com. If you've got a dog that is totally out of control, that you can't take anywhere, that you're afraid to take anywhere, this is a seminar for you. The worse the dog, the better. Also, we've got um, uh, already, we have booked New Jersey um, and San Jose for our two-day weekend seminars, which we'll be doing in 2023. We're back on the road in 2023. Planned so far out in advance before. I always plan my seminars way in advance. You just happen to just show up to them. <laughs> Look good, make me make money. Um, and uh, if anybody out there has a facility that would like to host us for a two-day weekend seminar, let me know. You, you will benefit greatly from business. You will get lots of business from, from these because I just come in for the weekend, but people travel from all over and they're happy to see that there's a place out there that actually can help them with their dog as well. So you can email me that. 
um, just, you know, write, send me a Jeff at SawaiCanineTraining.com. Um, this, sem- this podcast, it's a Q&A podcast. What you do is you'll type in your questions. We'll all read it. I will answer it. It streams live on YouTube and on Facebook. And on YouTube, there's, you can do a sticker. You can do something called Top Chat. But you don't have to pay to play. We answer as many questions as possible. Actually, the last podcast we did, unfortunately, we didn't um, answer all the questions because I went on a couple of different rants. Um, that was like the first one in a while. We haven't made it yeah, through all of them. We had a lot left over. But we also had a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of questions. Um, we'll be back at the training center on Thursday for a couple of days just to get through the seminar. And then we head over to Greece. A lot of stuff going on in Greece. We'll be um, it's it's for R and R, but we'll be working. There'll be some social media um, going on. We'll be working every day. Yep, well, not all day long. Just no, like an hour editing. Two. Yeah, just getting content out. Little little, little checking content. in with everybody. Yep. Um, the show works like this though. A lot of people wait for this show because their dog is struggling with an unwanted behavior, and a lot of people want to know how to fix it. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nope. Nobody wants to demonstrate it. Nobody wants to be blunt about it. So you're going to hear me use the word correction. Hear me use the word punishment. Talk about all the different tools. That's because the questions warrant those responses. A lot of people are like, is this all this guy does? I'm like, no. 95% of the day, 86,400 seconds of the day, I would say 10 seconds of the day of the dog's life is correction-based. All the other seconds are reward-based. But nobody's asking me how we train an obedience command. If anybody actually wants to know how we train an obedience command, we do it through good old school positive reinforcement training. We actually use food. We do reward-based training. Why? Because we are actually using the dog's daily food to increase the behavior through a reward-based system for obedience. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to stop the aggression. You're not going to stop the reactivity. You're not going to stop the getting in the trash, jumping on counters. You need to apply a punisher. Now, the problem is everybody thinks a punisher is abuse. They have no idea. In fact, I just got a pretty nasty comment on my YouTube channel, as I always do, of all emotional stuff that is not based on fact at all. All the stuff that you keep hearing about, about how it's going to ruin your dog, it's going to ruin the relationship. It's all a bunch of bullshit. Like, it's the biggest lie out there. It's like, can you imagine not teaching your dog the concept of don't do something? I can't imagine that. In fact, that's how we stay in business. That's how almost every dog trainer stays in business is all they do is they teach, not all they do, but they specialize in teaching how not to do things. It's anybody can train a dog how to do things. Free videos, get a book. It's not that difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Learn how to clicker train. Learn how to do positive reinforcement training. It's easy. You can watch a free video and learn how to train your dog on every obedience command, even, even recall. It's simple. Now, you want to learn how to stop a dog from an unwanted behavior? That actually can be simple. We make it simple. We make it simple through very simple protocols, but we talk about them without sugarcoating them. And everybody loves to sugarcoat. Everybody wants to be the nice shock coward trainer. And nobody wants to be Mr. Jeff Gelman, the dog abuser. But guess what? Clients love us. We get results. Long-term, long-term results. That's another thing that people like to say is like, oh, it only works in the moment. No, 
it works long term. How do we know? We actually get feedback from our clients. And if it doesn't work long term, or if it doesn't work at all, it's possible that you did it wrong. People actually can do reward-based training wrong too. A lot of people do clicker training wrong. I see it all the time. I hear about it all the time. I've seen videos of it all the time. I'm like, that's not how you clicker train. That's wrong. Yeah. Your marker was timed wrong. Or people use it just to get the dog's attention. Right. Dogs barking and they're clicking. Like yeah. a, it's a remote control. Yeah. All right. So let's get on with the show. Okay. Beverly said, I have trained many, many dogs to sit successfully until this dog. I have learned, mm, yep. pulled up on the collar, pushed on the butt. I can't do it. She just looks at me. Ideas? Who's this? So Beverly. Beverly. So Beverly, here's a great example of why people need us. Because you don't need us until you need us. Mm. And now you need us. Now Beverly is a regular fan. Yeah. She's used a lot of our stuff. So, number one. The dog, it doesn't sound like the dog's ever done a successful sit. It's just so funny to me that like, cause we get those dogs too, Beverly. And it's like really the most basic thing right. you will not do. So this is what you're going to do. This is why every dog trainer out there that actually wants to work with real dogs in the real world, with real families, with real problems, needs to actually know how to do compulsion based dog training. Why? Food fails. That's why. And anybody that uses food to train which we use a ton of, knows it fails. And if you don't know it fails, you haven't trained enough dogs or you're not training dogs that are not food motivated. So we train a lot of family dogs that are not on the normal learning curve that um, don't respond to a lot of normal training protocols that you learned in your school or read about. So a lot of our ideas and philosophies, which are proven thousands of times, so it's not an opinion, it is fact because it works thousands of times, I would call that factual. And that's what people like to know about science. It's like science is just the observation. So just observe us work, we get results. There you go. Now we can call it a statement. But you need to probably, I would go to the remote collar. Yeah. I would go to very firm leash pops. I would go to correction right away. If luring isn't working, okay, if leash slight leash pressure is not working, pushing on the butt's not working, you know. Now, what you can also do is you can wait until sit, train it another time, train a bunch of other commands first, mm -hmm. and then come back to sit. You also have that option couple of different options there. But bottom line is you might have to just use a lot of leash pressure. That's how it is. Is it mean? No. You know why? Because pretty soon you're going to say sit, the dog's going to sit. That's why. So just the first couple of reps. That's why. And then That's what it. people have to understand. It's like, oh my God, he's so harsh. I'm like, today, right now. But how about the other thousands of times I'm going to ask the dog to do something? So tonight, after the show, we will film it. You're going to go for a bike ride too, right? So we'll go for a bike ride with two of our dogs and Angelo off leash. And you'll see these dogs healing to the bicycle. A lot of dogs are going to be out. There's two to three cats we always see. There's a lot of squirrels. There's a fucking raccoon at the end. Always. Always hidden right before. I'll film where the raccoon is. Okay? He's always, at the He's end. always there. <gasps> 
He's always there. <laughs> like shocked to see us. It's like, right. dude, we see you every night. Right. And there's a bunch of off-leash dogs. Now, I assure you, to get those dogs to heal perfectly next to us and to be focused with us, guess what? The first couple of times we did it, there were some firm corrections. Why? They could die. They could get hit by a car. They can get, they can, they can get um, in the spokes of the tire. They can get in front of the bicycle. They can get, they can get between, they can, they can get in front of Angela's bike mm-hmm. and make a chain reaction. Anything could happen. But guess what, though? Since we've been in Florida, we've probably gone on over 100 bike rides. Easily. We've only been here for a couple of months. So over 100 bike rides. I bike them every morning and every and every night. So I do at least two a day, 14 a week. Excuse me, that's 64, um, I'm sorry, 54, 50, 56 a month. Yeah. So. They've definitely been on over 100. Over 100. One or two times I've had to say, that's not how we do the bike rides. And now. We have great bike rides. So always put these things in the context next. Okay. A says nail trim course success. Nice. I've used the Dremel on my dog four times now. No nonsense. My right. no means no right. from the green to graduate. So when I said no, doing his nails, he stopped his shit. Who's that? A much. So A, A. It was, it was pretty nasty. At the, for that video, huh? That video is intense. We have a, we have a nail, nail cutting video for $97 on our academy. I'll link you guys. Okay, right now it's $97. It is, if you have a no problem, okay, this is the thing. If you have no problem cutting your dog's nails, don't buy the course. You don't need it. 75% of the dogs that come into our facility, they don't need it. Our personal dogs, we don't need it. And you know what? Uh, Nicole sent me a video today of... Him. Dog in the course? Yeah, doing his nails, and he's just laying there, yeah, chilling. Yeah, So it's like, at first, oh, it is It is the definition. Look up shit show. Look up shit show in Wikipedia. There is a photo or a video of me cutting a dog's nails. Text. Boomer. That's his name, right? Boomer? I don't remember. I just remember it was like Scratchosaurus Rex. Yeah. Jesse, we have an 11-month-old boarder that won't stop pissing in his crate and kennel to save his life. Oh, yeah, yeah. We do use prong and e-collar. You don't need him for that. No. No. That's a hard one. I'm not the piss guy because I'm in the that Netherlands. The worst. I'd rather have a biting dog than yep. that. So all I would say is this. I would check it out for UTI. I would. What I would do is I would monitor its food and water. I would put it in a smaller crate. I would shrink the crate down from the height so the dog can't stand up. It can only lie down. Sounds mean. We're not talking forever. We're talking until we eliminate this problem and we control the, mus- the muscle memory in the dog to stop urinating in the crate. Sounds like you've got a dirty dog. And it's 11 months okay, old. It's 11 months old. It could be, it could be medical. Check that out. It's most likely behavioral, though. Um, also, um, more structure, more controlled um, water. Like, literally take the water out and, and just give the dog a certain amount of OZs a day. Figure out exactly how much they're supposed to get and make sure they are getting that and spread out over the course of the day. Um, watch out for dehydration, signs of dehydration. If you don't know what they are, Google them. Um and then make sure you've got a very structured potty routine to the same spot. Make sure the dog empties its bladder. It's like that was not a real piss. Mm, that was there's a, definitely a that difference. was that was a fake piss. Okay, you got to do a real one. You got to drain that shit out. All right, next. Sawblade Entertainment. Rather have people hate me and have a happy dog that can run free on an e collar. I don't like a lot of people, anyways. Well, Sawblade. See, that's the thing is, I love everybody. That doesn't mean I would be friends with you. I mean, not you personally, Sawblade, but but have Sawblade try to have more empathy for people. 
That doesn't mean you have to like them. That doesn't mean you have to go out to dinner with them, go out for drinks with them, even have a talk with them. But have empathy for them. This is another thing, though. I don't give a shit what people think about me, my training, anything. I don't expect people to, 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 to do it, you know, if they don't want to do it. I would hope they wouldn't do it. But it's interesting that people will struggle for years and not do something that we know for sure works because of some preconceived misconception they might have. And they're limiting the dog, the life with their dog, the enjoyment with their dog. Like, who doesn't want to bring their dog to an outdoor cafe and lie down calmly? Who doesn't want to go on off-leash hikes with their dog? Who doesn't want to have quiet car rides? Who doesn't want a dog that when visitors come over, the dog just hangs out and chills? Who doesn't want it so their kids can run around outside with the dog and the dog doesn't nip at them or jump on them? Like, who doesn't want that relationship with their dog? And unfortunately, we have a reputation out there. We just got a comment about, like, like, we don't give a shit about these dogs. I'm like, give me a fucking break. Of course we care about these dogs. We fucking live and breathe for these dogs. We take our own personal safety for these dogs. Mm-hmm. Like, all these people Literally, that- Literally, so all, many sleepless- Like, if people only knew the sleepless nights- that our staff gets the stress the hours we put into these dogs Mm -hmm. hundreds of hours into them hundreds of hours of sleepless nights cleaning up shit troubleshooting these dogs just to give them a better life for their family yeah if they only fucking knew yep hardcore board and train with some of the worst dogs out there Mm -hmm. next little nessie watching from orlando florida hello fellow Floridian um, love the process so much that I'm volunteering at my local rescue. My question is aggression based on fear reversible. First of all, get rid of the fear thing. First of all, all dogs have aggression. Every dog has aggression. Every human has aggression. Okay. Does it come out or not? So the reversible is the wrong word. The shelter system is not designed to stop any bad behavior. The dog needs to come out of the shelter for rehab. It's very hard to be consistently successful with rehab in a shelter system. But also the concept of fear, let's forget about fear. Let's get rid of the word fear. Let's just call it aggression. But still, the bottom line is it's hard to rehab any type of aggression in a shelter system. The dog needs to come out, get into a neutral area. It needs to go through a very long process that we, that we have. We've got a very long program for aggression rehab. So start with the, ba- your, your, your job there, in my opinion, should be get these dogs to be at least adoptable through basic obedience. But getting a dog to stop aggression in a shelter system, it's a sleight of hand, first of all because it's going to be most likely handler subjective. The dog will be good with you, but not good with possibly the family it moves to. But also stop with the concept of fearful aggression. It is aggression. Next. KP, hey guys, thanks for all you do. Oh, you're welcome. Truth is freedom. Great to catch you live. Greetings from the Netherlands, the land of no e-collars or prongs. That is so wild to me. So many working dogs come from the Netherlands. You know, but it's so funny because a lot of people like to throw that at you all the time. It's like, in our country, these are barbaric tools. In our country, we don't get to use them or they're illegal. 
and my my big thing is well if you're gay which is fine okay i'm going to trigger some people here okay i'm going to use the wrong pronouns here okay but if you're gay and you're in the united arab emirates you could be killed did you hear me the united arab emirates is not a third world country you could be killed It's against the law to be homosexual there. There are countries where females cannot vote, go to school, drive. And people are throwing prong collars are illegal. Prong collars are illegal because a bunch of whiny, trigger happy people complain under the guise of dog abuse where the tools don't abuse dogs. I've been using tools for 20 years and I've seen dogs be yanked around on flat buckle collars hung up in the air. We, we go by, we, I can't tell you the amount of dogs we go by, these little dogs, yappy dogs, owners are literally grabbing by them by the collars and hoisting them in the ear and the, and the air so they will stop pulling on the leash. Yeah, just because they don't know what else to do. That's Think about what that. Do. Think about that. If, I, if that was me, if that was a video of me doing that, it would make worldwide news again, just yeah. like my bonker video. There was not my, it was the edited version. My bonker video, actually, I wish it got as much traction. Damn, I'd be a wealthy man on fucking YouTube royalties. Next. Laura, hi, Joelle and Jeff. The raccoon gasping, we need a gif of that. No, one time only. What? When I did the impersonation of the oh, raccoon. Yes, yeah. somebody... Did somebody send me that soundbite. Okay. I, I, anyway. I got the eye roll. I don't care. It has to come through me I'm gonna anyway. put, I can post the eye roll. No, you won't. I can. Because it'll get deleted. I Mom Alarmer, possibly an easy one, but what do you find to be the best way to handle puppy biting? So, I mean, but you can ask easy questions because it's not easy for you. It's not easy for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It's easy for us. Big deal. We're dog trainers. This is it. The, the, the headline, okay, in all bold, in 18 points, is make it suck, okay? And then you got your A, B, C, D, E, F points, right? Well, how do we make it suck, okay? We can take our thumb and stick it in the dog's mouth, push down while we're grabbing their lower jaw. They probably scream and hate it. We can take their gums, push their gums in, and make them bite down on their gums, we can take a bonker and we say no and we bonk. Personal favorite. That's the most effective for me. Also depends, I think, on age of the puppy. Yeah, what do we talk about? If I, it's like a 14-week-old puppy, the thumb and the mouth thing right. usually don't so, care. So the, the, everything but the bonker I recommend for like 12 weeks and down. Once they're above 12, 13 weeks, we're going right to the bonker. But you can bonk a puppy. So it's no bonker. If you know what a bonker is... Look up, you know, it's a rolled up cotton towel. I've got a video on it on YouTube, how to use it. And everyone's going to be like, oh, you're hitting the dog. I'm like, soft cotton towel. Okay, it stops bad behavior. You know, call it what you want. Call it abuse, blah, 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 blah. You know, abuse is your dog constantly biting you. I can't tell you the amount of clients that have come in with black and blue arms, black and blue legs, the amount of kids that have gotten bit. When, I, when a dollar $1.99 towel could have solved the problem, weeks if not months if years ago next 
Um, BAL, been working on the puppy course for a few months, now six months old. He's good with some commands and does others occasionally. Should mm. we move on to green to graduate? Oh, you're the puppy course? Definitely. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. We also have something called the inner circle. Mm. The inner circle is so, what the inner circle is, is this the inner circle is folks that have bought our courses. I'll post a link to that and, too. And they're struggling a little bit or they want to go to the next level. And it's not because the course doesn't teach you properly. It's because people are people. Mm -hmm. They need more help. So the inner circle is limited to six people only. It is a live Zoom room on every Tuesday in September, 7 o'clock, mm -hmm. from 7 to 8.30 p.m., you submit videos. It's face-to-face. -face. We put the videos up on screen share so everybody can watch them. We give you homework, and we change your life. And if you really, really want to take your training to the next level, the inner circle is fantastic. It's one of my favorite things that we do. Next. It is fun. David, hey, guys. My 10-month-old Mal is slow to down. It looks like slow motion. And then sometimes he just hovers just above the floor as she's waiting for the toy. How can I speed that up? Rose, why are you mad? Are you mad at all the, the, the untrained dogs out there and all the lies out there? Or are you mad at me? If you're mad at me, explain. Tell me what you're mad about. Jeff I is saying this because she left an angry face yeah, on our podcast. I'd love to know, Rose, what you're mad at. It's okay. It's safe. Don't worry. Okay. I can handle it. But I'm always interested to know what, like, what are people mad at? Like, what's there to be mad at? You know, like, no how mad, how, how loud I am? Your earrings, obviously. Okay. How I sound cocky when it's actually confidence? It's this pink shirt. You know? What, what is it? That I got the, you know what I'm mad about? I'm mad about you're, this. Your tufts? I'm not mad, mad, mad about this. you grown out, though. Like, you're almost there. I'm mad. If you did a higher pony, they'd probably stay. I'm mad that I can't get my fucking hair back properly. He's that's, growing out his that, That's sideburns. what I'm mad at. So... But for, for the bonker, it's, it's great. But I didn't answer the other question. You did not. Which is what? The Malinois so, is slow to down. So what I would do is this. The dog is... is she's anticipating She's anticipating the like. release. Mm -hmm. So what I would start doing is duration downs. Duration downs. So there's a down, like a, a competition. I own a Mal, just to let you know. But it's like we see this with a lot of dogs. But there's the dog. When I'm, when my, when I'm about to play Chucky with my dog and I say plots, my dog downs. It's like, I'm ready to go. But right now, my dog is in a two to three hour down. And it's like, it ain't looking like that. So what your, what your dog needs to do is, your dog needs to be get into a more relaxed position. You can actually correct that. Also, though, if you're always training with toy and release, yes, that's why she's like, she's ready to work. So you should do some reps maybe with food and not with a toy. And just really solidify that like down means elbows to the ground, reward her with food, take away that toy for now because that's the driving you've patterned that anticipation now into yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so I'll do that. I'll, you know, but now, and then eventually what you do is this. Eventually what you're going to do is you're going to do your down. You're going to throw the toy behind the dog, right? And you're going to wait. And you'll sit there and wait. And then you're going to go break. Yep. And your dog's going to get it. Next. 
Um, Deanna, my first Great Dane I had 30 years ago would heel to the bike. I did have one incident riding at 4 a.m. because it was an Arizona summer, and yeah. that was the only time you have to do to. it. I know. A dog came running at me, and before I noticed, Zeus ran in front of my bike and stopped the dog in his tracks. I did wreck then. I have more tools now. Yeah. But, but but I get it. I get it. I mean, that's where, but that's what we always have to watch out for. Mm-hmm. That's what we have to always watch out for. So, Or if you're me, this is why I don't take Wes on a leash. He'll just stop and take a shit. Yeah. Just stop. He would. De- he would drag me down. He would literally, this is what he would happen. He would get in an accident. Yeah, this is exactly what would happen. He, he is so strong. Joel's bike would keep going. And, and Joel stop. would literally come off the seats. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. He just dropped so track. in our situation, it's actually safer to have voice control trained off-leash dogs riding next to us. Next. Uh, Beverly and Rescue, I hear this phrase a lot. A high flight risk dog is always a flight risk dog, meaning if the dog was uh, was on its own as a stray, it will always want to escape. Is that true? No, it's false. It's a bunch of fucking bullshit. A lot of things in Rescue are fucking bullshit. Why? Most people that are in rescue can't off-leash, fully off-leash train a dog. Or, or can you rehab aggression? Or train even a recall. Okay. So I can train a good recall in two to three weeks. Under high levels of distraction. 20 years, done it thousands of times. That's why all these people that are like, like, you know, oh, I spent two years. Like, why? Why would you spend two years when maybe, maybe you, know, you only needed two months? Mm. why having your dog off leash at the woods the, everyone's like leash laws i'm like i know what leash laws are when we're in downtown sarasota downtown providence we're when we're at a park or something that has that has the leash laws our dogs have leashes but when we're in the when we're in the woods the field put it this way in our in our new england house joel and i have we have 180 acres like I could have a leash on. It's like dogs don't have leashes on. How about in your own backyard? Dog doesn't have a leash on. It still won't fucking recall to you. Like, it's just like everything is like your dog shouldn't have to be on a leash once it's trained underneath good recall. Next. So did you answer that question? What was it? About the dog always being fearful if it's a fearful. No, I did. I said it's a bunch oh, okay. of fucking bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, you're used to that phrase a lot, so it just goes right like in one ear, one out yeah, the other. Yeah, but no, it's a lie. It's 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 whoever says that heard it from someone else who heard it from someone else who has their head up their ass and doesn't know what they're fucking doing. And by the way, I don't train like this. I train nice and calm. It's so funny people comment on the one video that I made. It's like my God, what, I know what, what, they were what, like shocked. They were shocked, but that's that's normal me. But I can't stand lies. I can't stand all these lies, these what ifs, these supposeds. All these people that are like, you know, shock cowers makes dogs this. I'm like, how do you know? How many dogs have we trained on them before? We've seen them come in. I'm like, we've heard but I've from seen, someone. Yeah, how many dogs that I've seen come in? I mean, I've trained a lot of dogs. How many dogs that I've seen come in that have never had tools on before, that are aggressive, fearful, terrible relationship with their owner? Like, I can list every bad behavior that you list. And no tools were used. So I can easily say the lack of tools creates all these behaviors. I can play the same game as anybody else can play. Mm-hmm. In fact, I just, I just sent you two photos today. One of Max from 13 years ago and one of me on some guy's boat with his dog in place from 13 years ago. And it made me think it's like I was training like 50 dogs a week one at a time. 
It's wild. One at a time. Mm. I go to houses. Mm. How'd you do that, Jeff? Seven dogs, eight dogs a day. That's a lot. Yeah. Ten hours a day. That's why I got burnt out after eight years. Yeah, no shit. I got burnt out after six months doing that. Yeah. I did it for eight fucking years. Literally driving around three different vehicles. Next. All right. WGB, you all helped us years ago, and we always recommend the channel. Thanks for all the advice. Thanks. I recommend also the Instagram page and the Facebook page because it's not out of control like this. Thank you. This turns off a lot of people. Laura said, bummer. Oh, about not me not making the gif. Yeah. Yeah. Joelle, there's a lot of stuff that people mm. send me. It's like, Jeff, this was Joelle's Here's facial expression. I'm super goofy on my own page, but not on the solid I know. page. I know. I have to draw a line. I know. <laughs> there's a lot of, we had the discussion today about so, so another topic. Yeah. About a, you know, we if talk, you guys want to see funny shit, just go to my personal Instagram right. page. It's like, Joelle can't look stupid or unprofessional for anything that might embarrass her on this page. Only on my personal page. Right. Which I don't, there's some, there's been some funny fucking, this is a weird thing though, Joelle. There are funny clips that people can watch on the replay. I know. On the full thing, but you won't let me put the damn clip up. No. It's so ridiculous. It's like, why? No, I don't speed. get it. Okay, right. Connie, sad, but a couple owns a dogo. Yeah. I asked them to please contact you guys or at least listen to yeah. your free content. Yeah, Their yeah. dog had bitten her brother and someone in Petco. Yeah. They made excuses for the yeah, dog. Of course they did. Smart dog. He's a great dog. He does. He's he's usually he's usually good most of the time. Yeah. He's never done that before. Yeah. Anybody that owns a dogo better have dog training skills. Yeah. You better have some skills. You better know how to handle a dog. Yep. You better not be a pushover. Better not be a pussy. Sorry to trigger some people with that word. Okay. Strap a set on. That's another trigger word. Triggering. Yep. I'm so triggered. I know people get so fucking triggered. You know. So it's like, it's time to, you know, get your shit together, admit you got a problem, you have a biting dogo, I assure you, that mouth comes towards anybody close to me, we're going to have a problem. And I'm not a violent person, but I will. It's just, who wants to walk around with a liability? You're going to get sued. Imagine your dogo going after your own child. Imagine. What would you do? There, that should set the course for your training. Next. Jesse, I left you a PM for a seminar. They've hosted more than a couple seminars. Okay, thank you. Cool. Thank you, Jesse. I appreciate it. Julie said, Inner Circle is amazing. And Julie was a superstar. She came in there as a freaking, she joined. I've known Julie for freaking years. Mm-hmm. I hope Jeff's doing okay, by the way. Um, I've known Julie for years. And uh, what a great path she's taken. And uh, she came in as a silent, little silent sweetheart there. But man, Sure. That what? That one tip, Julie. Tell me the price of admission for that one tip. We gave her one fucking tip, one tip. Yep. And that was not the worth the price of admission. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Next. Never know. Bands one. How do I stop my dog from barking at other dogs? Oh, that's a pain. Don't you hate that? So, the, the bands. That here, here, here. Here's the great thing. You worded this perfectly. How do I stop? Mm-hmm. How do I stop? Bingo. In order to stop an unwanted behavior, you have to apply a punisher, call it a correction, call it whatever you want. Punisher and correction are the same things. People argue about that left and right, but it's the same thing. Okay? So a remote cower is fantastic for that because it works at a distance. 
you would say no. No is called a marker. Yes is a marker. No is a marker. You always want to have marker words. Good stuff comes after yes or a click. Bad stuff comes after no. Now, what you can do is you can also use the tone function as your no marker. You can also use the tone function as your yes marker. You could actually use a clicker as a no marker. I mean, you're starting with a blank slate here. You would say no, and then you would correct the dog. Now, this is where a lot of people go, oh, so if my dog is barking at someone at the front door and it gets shocked, it's going to think that that person at the front door is going to hurt them and they'll become aggressive. That is a lie. Totally. You know why it's a lie? I'll tell you why it's a lie. Throw out the remote collar, throw out the prone collar, throw fucking Jeff Gelman out, and I'm sure we get a lot of hands up on that and hallelujahs, amens, right? Throw me out. Guess what? The dog's going to fucking bite the person anyway. It's got nothing to do with my advice. Like, wake the fuck up, people. Like, wake up. Like, like literally, less than one one millionth of a percent know who I am. And everybody has a badly trained dog out there. Like, all these badly trained dogs have nothing to do with me or my advice or similar advice or these tools. Dogs have been biting people for years at front doors. Dogs have been barking for since existence. So how do you stop it? No, if you're close, use a bonker. Or set it up to use a bonker so the dog understands the word no. But I like a remote cower because I can use a remote cower if I'm inside, the dog is outside. No, correct. Now, tonight, on our bike ride, you might see us when we bike past this corner. If you've been following us for a while on Instagram stories, you'll see these two German shepherds, correct? In the one pity, all in the same yard. Awful. Okay. One of them's getting really old. She's having a hard time getting up. I need to sneeze. Yeah. Go ahead. One of the shepherd? Yeah. One of yeah, the shepherds. Cool. Yeah. So, but the one that barks. Now, I assure you, if that owner put a shock collar on that dog and I had the controller and every time I walked by, went by with my dogs or even on my bicycle. It's not a dog thing. It's a human thing. That dog barked and I said no and I corrected it. I assure you that dog would stop barking at me. I wish its owners would do that. Now, meanwhile, guess what? It barks at me. It's not my dog. I got nothing to do with it. I'm not making that dog bark. The dog's barking at me. But if I said no and corrected it, you know what that dog would do? It would stop barking. It would just look at me as I went by. That's it. Next. Mom Alarmer said, thanks. Love catching your lives. BAL said, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Joe, love your channel. Regular visitor. The bonker has been the best. And we have one in every room that we use. Make sure you say uh, no first. That Excellent. we now just, oh, we have one in every room that we now just show. Sorry. I don't know how I butchered that. Be careful about using it as a threat though, Joe. There's more. Oh, sorry. Just butchered. <laughs> just butchered. Just order the mini educator and looking to start. Don't that. butcher your mini educator. It's a lot of money. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, looking to start that for recall. You are the real deal. So much common sense. Thank you. That's what it is. Common sense. That's why people hate me. But don't threaten your dog with the bonker. Yeah. If you say no. You better deploy. You better deploy. Next. Skeletor says, hello. Hello, Skeletor. Hi, Skeletor. David, thank you. I'm going to try those. You're welcome, David. Skeletor said, haha, Jeff calls the shots like he sees them, but he knows <laughs> dog training. Yeah, sure do. You know what it is? Sometimes people don't like the message. They don't like the, like the I'm sorry, they don't like the, the way I deliver it. Fine. 
Forget about how I deliver it. Listen to the message. That's too hard, though. When emotions get involved, right? Forget but, it. But 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 grow up. I know. But grow up, people. I understand. Okay. The facts are the facts. Mm-hmm. Fine. You don't like the way it was delivered. Next. Caroline Caprio. Hey guys, just purchased the two hundred. NCPT dog trough for my golden doodle. I love that I can adjust the level of vibration as well as the nick. She has freedom to run on the beach, keeping everyone safe. This yep. is my third e-collar in 15 years, and I use it every day. Nice. Thanks for the info. Keep up the good work. You're welcome. I would just be careful. Vibration, I'm not against, but make sure that do- dogs can blow through even the highest sim, which is the, which is the quote-unquote shock feature. Sometimes the vibration. Every once in a while, you get a dog that like responds to vibration better every once in a while but i would be careful about about that you want to make sure that dog understands um uh the the a higher level of correction next sean great video the other day of your staff training the out command away from the children mm. i think it's the dog blue i think that's couscous actually. actually that was couscous really great to see how you were training it with context yeah so that's all couscous actually it has some bizarre behavior will actually guard children from humans it literally met january's kids one time. one time and then started guarding them and protecting them from people. And it does this at home. So we're teaching this dog that it's not a lot of guard children. So could you imagine you own a dog and you can't get close to your own kids? These are the clients that we work with. Yep. We, we have clients that they can't pick up their own infant from a car seat because the dog has decided it's going to guard it. They can't, we have clients who can't hug in front of the dog. They get attacked. They get bitten. They get put in the hospital. We have clients that if the dog is, in, is next to the owner, the owner is on the couch, and the dog can be even on the floor. And if one of the spouse, one of the spouses, if the other spouse comes over or partner comes over and goes just to say hello or God forbid a hug, they get put in the hospital. These are the dogs we work with, but we also work with easy dogs. Mm-hmm. But that's why a lot of my advice might sound harsh because why we don't have time to work on some of these issues. They need to go away now, but that doesn't mean we're rushing things. They actually can go away now. Next. Mm-hmm. Sawblade Entertainment. Roddy bit me on a walk on a flat collar. So could say that, so I could say that collar caused their dog to bite me. Yep. Whole time she was saying he doesn't bite until he did. Yeah. Oh my God. All dogs bite. It's just a matter of when. Next. Beverly, I recommended to a friend whose dog is digging to use no followed by bonking. They don't own a shot collar. What else may work? Get a shot collar. Bonker might work for but that. But they have to be close to but the they dog. they have to be close, right? Right. Usually the dog is... You want it to be so that the dog doesn't dig no matter what. Right. The goal is that you're inside the house, the dog is outside the house, the dog is digging, you hit the tone feature, which is your no marker. You could set a booby trap with like a... <laughs> <laughs> like what um Gary does. Yeah, you could set a booby trap, but it'd be more effective to then yeah, just, just get the correct stinking... the dog. So yeah. tell them to stop smoking cigarettes, going out to dinner, okay, save some money on their groceries, don't drive as far, and for two weeks, get enough money together to buy a decent, correct uh, shot collar. The money is there. Okay, the money is there. It's just a budget issue. So now what you do is then you correct the dog, or you'll have holes all over the yard. But all you can do is give them the advice, and once the advice is given, step out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Next. Yep. 
Laura, I can't hear anything on your Instagram stories. Probably something wrong on my end because all your other videos have sound, but I'm extremely annoyed. I haven't figured it out yet. Sometimes I do fuck up the sound. I shouldn't say that. Sometimes the sound is fucked up on my Instagram stories, but usually somebody mm, will text They've been good lately, though. Somebody will text me on that and I or message me on that, and I will instantly check, and I'm like, damn, you're right, they are, and I'll re actually redo them. Okay, Laura, this is going to sound so weird, okay? But I think I understand what's going on. When you're on Instagram and you have everything muted, you know, like say you're at work and you're scrolling and you don't want your volume on, if you go to stories and then click volume, sometimes it doesn't work. So go back you to... You got to go back to the main page, put your volume up, then go to stories. Mm. And for some weird reason, sometimes that makes it work. No. So try that. People that watch scroll all night long know that secret. <sighs> Please. Instagram is my job. Three Caroline says, got it. Thank you. Javier. Wow, Javier, you haven't been on here in forever. I have a client that I'm working with. She had five dogs in the house. Only wants one of them trained, English Mastiff. What kind of structure can I do if the other dogs are not trained? It's going to be hard. I mean, you can do your best. It's going to be hard. I would try to explain to them at least get, they can do minimal training. Minimal. Give them some suggestions. Give them, send them some free videos. They've got to get at least everybody on an even playing field. Mm. You got to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to. I mean, could you imagine you're you're just working with one dog, and then the rest of the dogs are out of control? It's going to be really hard for that training to stick. Uh, Trevor, LOL, the dogs are easier to train than their owners. Love your work. Well, well, thank you, Trevor, for the nice, kind words. But So dogs are the most laborious, but owners are the most important. It's true. So remember, we're in the human business, Trevor. So, But I, I'm not disagreeing with you. But, but what I'm saying is, if you want to be a really successful dog trainer, you will really, really, really love and um, work on your human training skills, your human communication skills, how to get your information across to the owner in a simple way, which is where pre-screening of clients really comes in next. Karen, you do have crazy ass, horrible behaviors, and your message and delivery is and must be matter of fact and now. Agreed, but when do you educate the owners on why and how they got to this point? So, Karen, that's a really good question. So, we don't spend a lot of time on that because most, the, especially on the why, which you did in all caps. So, obviously, you feel that that's important because if I was, so Joel is a fitness coach and nutrition coach. How did I get 100 pounds overweight? Well, you fucking ate too much calories and you didn't exercise enough. I, I don't think enough, you need to put any more time into that. I think that how you're going to get into better shape physically, which goes along with mentally, and to lose the weight, and to eat healthier, and to have less health problems, I think that's where all of the emphasis should be put on. But, when we do our, you know, remember, you're only seeing a very small window into our training on this podcast and in our videos. Like someone will see a Instagram reel of couscous coming off of the kids, for instance. That's a maximum of 90 seconds. There's 86,400 seconds in a day. The dog is with us for um, six weeks. Couscous will be spending over 3.6 million seconds with us. 
So there's a lot. Owners get six hours of training. Six hours of training. So they get a lot of time on phone consults, in written word, live, on how to maintain and not go back with their dogs. A huge emphasis is put on that. They learn what not to do. They learn what to do. They do learn if they want to know how did we get here? Well, stop doing these things and you won't go back. But I think we only have so much time with an owner to spend it rehashing all the mistakes they've made instead of saying, this is what we should, we should be doing moving forward. And if, if what is not included in this game plan, which is done verbally and also a 90-day go-home plan in writing, and if you deviate from that, well, then you shouldn't be deviating from that. Now, can they tweak it a little bit? It all can be tweaked. It all can be tweaked. But we have great communication with our clients. So as far as the why, a lot of people are like, you need to know the why. A lot of times you don't need to know the why. A lot of times you'll never know the why. But a lot of times it just creeps up on you. Yeah. Gaining weight creeps up on you. Losing weight creeps up on you the opposite way. Bad behavior creeps up on you. Some resource garden creeps up on you. And I think that's like, sorry, I'm going to chime in here because I feel like that's the one thing that's not talked about enough is like, we're humans. Like we all do it. Even us dog trainers, like I'm leaving Wes for a month this week. I've been babying him this week. It's so obvious. I'm spending more time with him. He slept in my room last night, which he hasn't done in months. No shit. But I'm like, I'm going away. I want to spend time with my dog. Like we're human beings. That's how it gets there because we just do this stuff. And I don't think it helps if we're just like constantly, especially with our clients, if we're just sitting there like telling them everything they're doing wrong. It's like, okay, let's help you get better. Like here's the plan. We want to be as positive as possible, but we're also, we're we're politely blunt with some, but we're more empowered. We're empowering with everybody. Owners want results. Owners want hope. They want results. And that's what they really care about. Next. Um, Okay. Let's see. Laura said, oh, thank you. I'll try that. Becky said, how do you properly introduce dogs? That's, there's too many factors to, to answer on this podcast. Mm. There's too many factors. Which dogs? My question would be, which dogs? Right? I don't know the dogs. I don't know. I, I don't know the dogs in question. I need to be there. I need to see it. I need to know the, the skill set of the humans that are in the room, how many humans are in the room, what's the relationship of the humans to the dogs, what dogs are in the room, what's their behavior, not their training, but what's their behavior. I need to know way too many things. Next. Kathy B says, hey. Hey, Kathy Hey, B. Kathy. Damien, hey, J&J. How do you handle clients who want easy and fast solutions but aren't willing to put in the work or move from a harness to a flat collar or use an e-collar? Greetings from Argentina. Hey, Argentina. The, 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 I don't have those clients. Those are non-clients. Those are called non-clients. Not because I can't train. I can train on a shoestring, okay? But those are non-clients. I don't have those clients. So I just pass on those clients. There's plenty of people out there that will train the way you train. You don't have to take every person that wants your training. You can actually turn people down. It's okay. 
and I know you want to help as many people as possible, but, 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 but the key word there is they're not willing to put in the work. So it's not even a tool issue. They're not willing to put in the work. So the answer is no, it's not going to work. The answer is no. That's why, that's why the goldfish business is huge. Next. <laughs> Michelle, I always say our customers don't want to be dog trainers. They just want your, they just want your right the how and why you can't change the past don't want to sell up our time with what happened in the past move to figure out how to fix this right so this is the thing um a lot of times i do a lot, i mean not a lot of times i do a lot of online consults i do a bunch of consults a day all around the world and people buy them in 30 minute or 60 minute blocks and they're not in this tone at all they're way more professional than this there's no swearing, yelling, screaming, sexual innuendos, you know, this side banter with Joelle. I do them by myself and we, we get right to right down and dirty to the business. I usually start off by saying, all right, guys, I don't need to hear about all the great things that your dog does, how smart it is, how much you love it. Let's get right to the point. Mm -hmm. What do you need help with? Now, a lot of people, Angela, um, a, lot, a lot of people, why are you doing this? Nothing. Okay. Angela, you know you got a text today from Maya. Your girlfriend texted you. Maya, yes, she's just a friend. Oh, she said, this is Angela's BFF, Maya. So We're going to give her your cell phone so number. So you have to call her tonight. I, I don't have a phone number. I do. We have it. We have it. All right, yeah. Okay, so after this, she'll give her a call. Uh, yeah. She's just a friend. I know, I know, Angela. She's not. She's you're just a good friend from camp, of course. So cute. You know, stop. Don't embarrass. Um, so um, I get to Jimmy Jam you. Please. So somebody capture that eye roll again. Was what was the question? So yeah, so owners want owners just want results. They just want to know how to get help. That's what they want. Next. Michael, do dogs have belly buttons? Um, yeah, they do. They actually do. They're little. Yeah. Tiny things. They have an umbilical cord, placenta. Yeah. Next. Javier, what can I do if the dog bites the leash as soon as I put the collar on yeah. and tries, refuse to walk? So that's very, very common. Dogs, it's called biting up the leash. A lot of dogs will do that. And unfortunately, it's dangerous because it leads to, well, number one, it can lead to a broken leash instantly, mm -hmm. split leash instantly. You have a funny story or something you're gonna say? No, I was just thinking about the whole Angela oh. thing. So, so, so that well, you why know, was I smiling? Yeah, why why are you getting mad at me? Because I'm Jimmy jamming you for teasing Angelo about that. You know that's a sensitive it's topic for him. Sensitive for him, for him it is. So obviously it is. Obviously, he's not his girlfriend. Okay. My God. So anyway, um, what you do is you can say no, you can bonk the dog. A lot of times if you had a um a stockyard uh whip, if you had a stockyard whip. You can actually have somebody behind you and you do a double tap to the butt every time they put their mouth on the leash. You have to do some sort of uh, punisher. Mm, Michelle, sorry, guys. Yep, I'm talking to the phone, training dogs and listening to you at the same time, multitasker. But yes, you're right. Some clients, we do have to say no. Of course. Yep. Yeah, we probably turn away half the people that contact us. Laura said, I, I, I love Angelo's expressions. I know. A Angelo, you want to show these people your new glasses? Angel got two new pairs of glasses. He's got the specs. And guess what? The first pair that he, well, I helped him pick out. Ray-Bans. Yeah. I mean, kids got good taste. What are you wearing now? Your, your sweet Oakleys? I had to make sure he got the cool glasses. Hey, guys. Look at that. We know, we realized the other day he couldn't read the, 
the big numbers on the clock in the kitchen. I'm like, Angelo, do you have, do you need glasses? Yeah. And we did a bunch of experiments and he needed glasses. My eyesight sucks. Yeah. Well, not anymore. Cause I got these. You want to say goodbye to everybody? Hey, Show's oh, wow, over. Podcast ending. Yep. Goodbye, everybody. Adios. Also, hello, Maya. <laughs> you think she watches our show? Shitty. Maybe. She can't watch our show. I know. It's not rated for children. Right. right. Okay. Laura says, hi, Angelo. You look great. Thanks. And Deanna says, you look great as well. Thank she you. says, thank you. Yes, I, a... I know she can't watch my show. It was just a joke. Got it. Okay. Skeletor says hey too. The OG Skeletor is watching. All right. What else? That's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Fifty-five. We made it to the end. Any last things? We got some great online courses. um, I linked our academy multiple times. Patreon channel. Patreon channel is huge. Patreon is great. You know, if it's if anybody wants to buy an online course. What you do is you join the Patreon channel for $10 a month. You get- and then uh, $10 a month for the Patreon channel. That gives you four Zoom rooms. In fact, tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Actually, tomorrow, if anybody's on Patreon, I'm moving tomorrow's Patreon uh, pay, uh, Zoom to 4 o'clock. Because at 3 o'clock, we've got a um, – Joelle and I are investing in um, some real estate. So we've got a virtual walkthrough, a virtual walkthrough of an investment property tomorrow in Miami. So we can't um, – it's got to be at three o'clock, so we can't do the uh, the Zoom then. So from four to five tomorrow, we're doing a Zoom room. So you get four of those a month. You get twenty percent off of our courses, twenty percent off of our consults. You get twenty percent off of our uh, tickets to our seminars. Um, you get videos that are not seen anywhere else. So for ten bucks a month, it's a great it's a great deal. Um, uh, be laughing my ass off at hello Maya. Mm. all right guys love you bye guys